Good morning. Welcome to our daily podcast with the Vision Principle. This is Pastor Jack Irvin. We're delighted you're with us today. and We're trying to stay warm. It's been below zero in Akron the last few days. So I'm in my home office staying nice and warm. Thank the Lord for a warm place to live. We are truly blessed. We've been talking about finding your life vision. And the category has been overcoming procrastinators and problems. And we've been talking about in the area of freedom. And we're going to finish up today uh, some time on strongholds. And uh, I hope you've been able to hear most of the broadcast. But anyway, uh, let me begin by reading a scripture in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15. It says, Looking diligently, lest any man... Fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. You know, one of the things that we we need to recognize is that, you know, not only do, when we have issues with strongholds, not only do we get affected, but we affect other people. You know, if you have, in this particular scripture, a root of bitterness... It will trouble you, but it also says that many will be defiled. So we have to understand that when we're in bondage, we can actually bring other people into bondage, the people around us. And the reverse is true. When we are free, hopefully we'll be a source of freedom for other people. Because what's greater than overcoming a problem and then helping other people to do the same thing? It's just a blessing. You know, there's a scripture in Luke with a principle that uh, I want to share this morning. That it's found in Luke chapter 17, and Jesus is talking to the disciples, verse 1. Then he said unto his disciples, It is impossible that offenses will come, but woe unto him through whom they come. It were better for him that a millstone were hanged around his neck and he cast in the sea than that he should offend one of these little ones. Take heed to yourselves. If thy brother trespass against thee, rebuke him. And if he repent, forgive him. If he trespasses against thee seven times in a day, seven times in a day, turn again to thee, saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive him. And the apostles said unto the Lord, Increase our faith. And then Jesus said, If ye had faith as a grain of mustard seed, you might say unto the sycamine tree, Be thou plucked up from the root, and be thou planted in the sea, and it should obey you. You know, those six verses are related, even though there's a pause, when the apostles ask him a question. But, you know, roots are hard to get out of. And I've, for years, been involved in deliverance, many prayed over people, seen great freedom. But what would happen is later on, they would fall back into the same issue, and the reason was because you, they never really dealt with the root cause. You know, a sycamore tree, in King James it says sycamine, was an interesting tree because it was a tree that had really deep roots. It was also a tree that was used to build caskets out of them and because it grew real fast so they could reuse it. And it produced a fig that was bitter to eat. So when Jesus talked about the root of bitterness, 
he knew his audience would really understand because if you ate a sycamore tree fig, it was really bitter. And when you have strongholds that are deep in your heart, thought patterns that are unhealthy, that are repeated constantly in your subconscious mind, it's rooted in your life and you need to root it up. And one of the keys here is you notice when Jesus tells them to pluck the sycamine tree is he talks about a principle that you need to do and you need to do it today. You need to regularly do it. And that is, if you read verse 6, it says, If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you might say unto the sycamore tree, Be thou plucked up by the root, and be thou planted in the sea, and it should obey you. The principle here is the old phrase, you get what you say. There's life and death in the power of the tongue. And one of the things that, that we need to realize when we're seeking freedom, when we're demolishing a stronghold, is we not only believe the word of God, but we need to say the word of God. If the word says, I'm free indeed, you need to say it. And you need to speak against any kind of root of bitterness or rejection or depression, whatever it might be. It's a principle that that's really important, you know. And, and I know uh, people are so down on name it and claim it and grab it and blab it, but in reality, there's a principle there that we must understand. Okay, we need to learn how to speak. We think it, we perceive it, we believe it, but we need to say it. You can change your thinking, and you need to speak it also. Okay, so. I want to encourage you today, if you want to be free, speak freedom in your life today. Let other people, and go around and speak freedom over other people. Don't be a naysayer. Don't be one that's looking to be a fault finder. Take time to speak into people's lives. And, and if you're not experiencing freedom, you need to start speaking freedom in your own life. Say what the Word of God says about you. You're a victor. You're the head, not the tail. Now, there are some conditions for freedom because we talked about hindrances a couple days ago, but we need to realize that we need to look to Jesus. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. And we also need to focus on the power of the blood of Jesus and the fact that the cross has delivered us from the power of sin. Sin is not just what we do. It's the sin nature we have when we're not born again. And our sin nature was crucified. So we, we not only get delivered or forgiven from sin when we confess our sin and we give our hearts to the Lord, but we get delivered from the power of sin. That's that, that bent to iniquity, that ability that we, we really do not desire to serve the Lord. And see, as we walk with the Lord, our desires begin to change. So you need to make sure you focus on Jesus. He's the deliverer. You need to focus on the power of his blood. And your freedom is based on what Jesus did, not what you do. Jesus has already set you free. You just need to yield to his freedom. Don't be entangled in the yoke of bondage. It's your choice. You can go back and try to rely on your own efforts. It's not going to work. And because of his power, he lives in you. And you also need to speak, in this case here, he's talking about forgiving your brother. And many of us have had things happen to us that 
were perpetrated from other people. And you need to forgive them. It's an act of the will. It's not a feeling. You need to forgive them. And you need to realize you're not justifying what they did. That's not the issue. The issue is you don't want them to have hold over you and you don't want that unforgiveness to produce a root of bitterness. And you need to speak it. You might have to go to that person and tell them you forgive them. You definitely have to do it verbally. You need to speak it out loud. And then you need to keep believing it. There's a little exam I give people. And uh, it's the three test question exam. And it goes like this. Is there someone you resent? In other words, what is it about them you resent? Think about it. Number two, do you really take responsibility for your own faults and failures? You know, even when two parties disagree, they're still guilt on both sides, and we need to take our own personal responsibility. Don't play the blame game. Play the forgiveness game and play the personal responsibility game. And do you find yourself reacting to someone, like when they walk in the room, that reminds you of someone you don't like? You don't even like to approach that person because you find that They remind you of someone you have a negative opinion about. That's something when you do, that'll help you to sort through if you really have any unforgiveness or bitterness. Make sure you come in the name of Jesus anytime you say a prayer of forgiveness. And if you're praying for somebody else, make sure you're not a rebel out there. You need to realize that that, uh, people are under authority and we need to find out where they have authority and find out if if we can pray for that person who is being pastored by someone. And, you know, also, too, when you go to pray, uh, get with someone else that can help pray with you. It doesn't hurt. Somebody needs to recognize and witness that you're speaking freedom. If you can do it in a group, that's fine. But most of the time, we don't want to do it in a big group. So if you get one or two people that love you, It makes it so much easier to pray for forgiveness, pray for freedom. And make sure when you do pray for freedom that you allow the word of God to be spoken. Always replace a negative with the scripture. Because the word of God does the work. I used to listen to one of my famous, or uh, one of my most favorite female preachers was a lady by the name of Pat Carver. And she used to always say this phrase, let the word do the work. The word is anointed. It's the living word of God. It's it's the eternal word of God. And when you begin to pray for freedom to allow the gifts of the Holy Spirit to move, allow uh, the Lord to speak to you. Sometimes too, he will reveal things to you. And when we're ready to deal with things, the Lord will bring things up on the surface. And then you can really get free. And then when you do begin to start to pray for freedom, ask the Holy Spirit, ask the Lord to fill you with the Holy Spirit afresh and anew. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. That's a command. It's not an option. For all you that have been taught, you got everything when you got saved. Well, that's incorrect. Yes, you did get the Holy Spirit when you got saved. But in Ephesians chapter 5, the tense is continual. Keep on being filled. Keep on being filled. Those of you that have been baptized in the Holy Spirit and you think you've arrived because 
You have a prayer language. Everyone should have that, I believe. But that doesn't mean you arrive. That means you're just beginning to walk in the supernatural power of God. You need to be filled all the time, constantly being filled and refilled with the Holy Spirit. And that is so important. So you're ready to, to get freedom. You need to recognize you got a problem. You need to take responsibility for your part of the problem. You need to repent. You need to change your thinking. You need to actually say, Lord, help me from this day forward. I'm going to totally think differently. You need to renounce any kind of attachment you've had to the enemy. Say it out loud. I renounce my attachment with a Ouija board, whatever it is. You renounce it. And you remove that thought. You don't think it. And you ask the Lord to help you. Anytime you think that, you line your mind up with the word of God and what it says. You renew your mind. Okay. And then the word says when we submit to God, we, and then, then we resist the devil. So make sure you submit to the Lord and then resist the devil and the power of his might, not your own might. And then when you're beginning to get free, you rejoice. The word says to put on the garment of praise. For the spirit of heaven. You have to put it on. You have to put the new man on. You got to put a new way of thinking on. You got to put the mind of Christ on. You put on the garment of praise. Praise is a powerful weapon. You praise and thank the Lord that he's done what he said he's already done. And then after you get free, the most important thing is you go help others get restored. So you really begin to walk in your freedom and then help others to get free. What a boring life when we get free, but we don't share. We need to give our victories away to other people. And when you're looking for your life vision, it's all always going to be a help to other people. If it's for selfish reasons that you have a life vision, you got the wrong reasons. Because Jesus wants to touch people through you. We're going to close this session today with just a little freedom prayer today. And if you've identified an area that you need freedom, just pray this prayer with me today. And again, if you want to talk about something, and I've got some time available, email me at at com. I'd be glad to to talk to you. You give me a, a way to communicate with you. But let's pray together. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you're the Son of God and the only way to God. And Lord, I believe you died on the cross for my sins and you rose again from the dead so that I might be forgiven from all my sins and receive eternal life and have triumph over any demonic influence. So I renounce any sin, any stronghold. In Jesus' name, I come in his authority And I receive your grace and your mercy. And I thank you, Lord, that you provided freedom. I renounce any involvement in any attachment that's unhealthy. And Lord, I submit to your authority. Jesus, help me to begin today to renew my mind daily in the word of God. Lord, release me by the power of your Holy Spirit. I am free indeed. In Jesus' precious name. And I'm going to walk in freedom all the days of my life. And Lord, I commit to help others receive that freedom.
In Jesus' name we pray, amen.